Hello, and welcome to mysisterskeeper.blog, the podcast. My name is Marcia Cato, and I'm so excited for you to join us today. I believe sisterhood is so much more than biological. It is a choice, an intentional decision to involve yourself in the life of another and in turn invite others to engage in your life. As a single mom, the vital role my sisters play in my life has never been clearer to me. Join my sisters as we explore motherhood with all its joys and challenges, co-parenting, mental and emotional health and wellness, and this beautiful thing called community. My aim here is simple, to engage a community of sisters, to share real life experiences and the lessons we've gleaned from them. Come with us as we journey to discover deeper connections as sisters, as human beings, to repossess the embodiment of community. This is my sister's Great day, my sisters, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today on my sisterskeeper.blog, the podcast. As always, it always means so much to me that you would spend your time here with us, and I'm so glad that you showed up today to be a part. So this is season one, episode 18. Episode 18. Oh my goodness, you all, we are coming down to the end of season one. We're getting closer and closer and I am excited and probably a little terrified to make sure that I close this out and don't leave things on a cliffhanger or anything like that. But um, just that you've taken the time to make this journey with me means so much. And um, if you're just joining us for today's episode, please feel free to Go back and check out the last 17 episodes, see the journey that we've been on this season, and I hope that you enjoy your time here today. So today's episode, right now I'm just sort of titling it my testimony. I'll probably give it another title as time goes by, but as I think about this time of year, I'm struck by so many different things. See, this this time of year is always hard for me. The changing colors of the leaves remind me of the fall and remind me of the fall when my mother went into the hospital. Well, sort of for the last series of times. My mother had battled leukemia for years. So going to the hospital was just something that we did to manage her care. But the fall of 2009 proved to be different. These visits turned into longer stays and surgeries and a very long stay and intense medical interventions and ultimately led to hospice. All in the span of three months. (laughs) So as I said, this time of year is kind of hard for me. It was a roller coaster of a time that year. And just seeing the colors of the leaves on the trees on my parents' street this time of year is enough to take me back to that time in 2009. Grief comes in waves. I've said that, uh, and you've probably heard me say that over this time together this season. Well, the biggest waves for me each year are the anniversary waves. Uh, The anniversaries of when she went back into the hospital, when she first started uh, complaining of the symptoms that led her back to the hospital that fall of being in surgery, uh, in the waiting rooms of her long stays at the hospital, and ultimately of her being placed on hospice care all in the span of three months. Uh, 
So these last three months of the year can be particularly hard for me. I don't always allow myself to visit the memories and they can make the grief waves debilitating the memories. Uh, They can be debilitating to everyday productivity, but I feel them around the edges of my life. I feel the memories. I try to acknowledge them for what they are, the feelings and uh, the disquiet in my heart this time of year. And I give them attention if the feelings are particularly acute. But I remind them, I remind myself that I can't live with them anymore. They can't be a part of my everyday life. Um, That I've reached a place of healing where I don't have to hold on to them quite so tightly. Well, as I was preparing to start this next conversation with you, my sisters, I realized that I haven't shared fully about how the loss of my mother really affected me and how it impacted me, excuse me. But I'm a bit removed from the memories of that season. So I had to do some digging in my old writings And I found a testimony that I shared back in 2013, four years, about four years after losing my mother. And I thought I'd share that with you all today. I hope that this serves as encouragement for anyone walking through grief and loss, that there is hope and healing available to you. And again, I don't ever claim to have all the answers, but on this one, Here, I will say it loudly that my healing was all God, and I point you to him in your grief and loss. I know it may seem impossible to imagine healing in the throes of grief, but I am a witness. I am a testimony that healing is possible. So I'll share my testimony with you all today. Losing my mother was the most painful experience of my life, and I honestly don't know how I'm still standing. No, I, I know how I'm still standing. I know I'm still standing only because of the peace and strength Jesus gave to me. I just have no idea how he did it. Have you ever found yourself on the other side of something and the only thing you know for sure is that you're on the other side? Well, that's me. I know where I came from, the pain and heartbreak I thought I'd never come out from under, but I'm not positive how the pieces that brought me through fit together. I'm not sure what I prayed for, probably peace, but I had no idea what that would look like. God placed people in my life to walk with me as I floundered my way to healing, (laughs) through healing. The day after mommy's funeral, I looked at my brother and I said, I can't do this. I have to talk to someone. This was not some brave statement that I needed help. This was a desperate plea that I'm going to lose my mind at any moment now. I'd set up appointments with a grief counselor, but he wasn't available that week. And I just knew I would go crazy if I didn't talk to someone immediately. So my brother found a general counselor or psychologist, and I sat on her couch for an hour and I cried. I sobbed, really. While I don't think of myself as an emotionally shy person, I don't cry like that in front of people, like, ever. (laughs) It was like a faucet turned on when she asked her first question. I'd known enough to ask for tissues before I sat down, but still. Nothing changed in that hour of tears and talking. 
But somehow having that freedom to emotionally be where I was without fear of increasing someone else's grief made a world of difference to me. The following week, I started sessions with my grief counselor. I'm not sure how, but in that time of talking, he provided me with a sense that I wasn't going to fall apart. Each time I got there the first few weeks, I was positive I was on the verge of falling apart, on the verge of just losing it. He wasn't someone who prayed with me, but I know that God placed him in my life to help me in my crisis. Before mommy died, she made my brother, my sister, and myself promise to take care of one another. I know we definitely would have anyway, but the charge gave us a sense of purpose. We would check on each other, make sure we were going to our counseling sessions, pray together, and mark time. One month, then two months passed, and we were still functioning. Three months turned into six, and we were becoming acquainted with the idea that moving on had nothing to do with forgetting, but everything to do with living and not standing still. My second family surrounded me with love and offered an ear or just someone to spend time with. When I took additional time off work, I would go and hang out with my sister and her beautiful new baby girl. We didn't always talk about mom. Sometimes we did, but mostly she gave me somewhere safe to be where I didn't have to keep it together all the time. And I got to play with my goddaughter too. (laughs) Possibly the best healing, hands down. It got so I'd drop by after my counseling sessions to check in or just to hold my little goddaughter for a sec. My college roommate would call and check on me. My mother's sister friends would call just to let me know they were thinking of me. Mommy's former coworkers would call and send cards. Uh, A former principal of hers made a book filled with pictures of mommy over the years teaching at his school. A former coworker of hers had her entire class make me sympathy cards. <laughs> the most beautiful thing that I've ever received was that box full of construction paper cards telling me these little elementary school students were praying for me. I didn't always have the strength to reach back out, but it meant the world to me to have so many people reaching out to me. The week after mommy's funeral, I picked up her Bible and started flipping through it. I started to read some of the many notes beside passages and on notes between the pages. And I read the story of her life. She'd recorded her prayers for her children, her family, for herself and her illness. And with each situation that I knew the outcome of, I was reminded of the faithfulness of the God my mother taught me to love. It brought peace seeing these now answered prayers. And I wish I'd written my own note in my Bible so I could look back and see my answered prayer. I didn't know that healing would look or feel like this. And maybe that's because this is a wound that will never really heal. It's not that I don't still hurt from the loss. It's that I was finally able to see that I could keep growing and keep moving forward. And my prayer now is that I continue growing in faith and meet my mother when Jesus returns. (laughs) 
So that was my testimony from 2013, September of 2013. I wrote that. And even reading it now, you hear how um, emotionally connected I am, even though I'm not in exactly that place emotionally. My healing has progressed over the last eight years since then. Wait, eight? Is that right? I think that's right. My math may be off. Um, and I don't necessarily find myself in the same kind of acute grief waves. But this time of year, I'm especially conscious of my propensity to end up just caught in the memories. And I try to be prepared. I try to be prepared as best I can. Not that things won't hurt and not that I won't cry, not that I won't just long to hear my mother's voice, but that I'll acknowledge the feelings for what they are um, and that I'll feel the feelings, uh, remember the memories, but live in the healing and the the freedom from the oppressing grief that the creator has given me. I am so grateful for the healing that he brought me to, that he walked me to. I still don't know how I got here. Truly, it's something that's amazing to me. But I'm oh so immensely grateful. So in these next few episodes, we're going to delve a little bit into grief in this time of year. One, because, well, this time of year is just hard for me, but two, because a lot of people who have lost a family member, a loved one coming into the holidays can be so difficult. I remember the first year after mommy passed, I did a seminar at um, a grief counseling uh, at the hospice home, they had a seminar on grief in the holidays where they encouraged all of those who were doing grief counseling to come out. And they had an event, I think it was every November um, at the, I think it's the Kate B. Reynolds hospice home in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And I was so grateful for the tools that they gave us for the place that they gave us to sort of joined together in our loss, but not in a way that made it overwhelming for any of us. And I was really appreciative of that. I don't know that I'm going to be able to find any of the materials from that activity, but I'm going to look for them and see if I can't share some of that information with you all in these next coming weeks. Um, I also want to tag in with my siblings and share some of the ways that we found to manage our grief and especially in the holidays that can be so triggering for triggering for us as we lost our mother around this time of year. So that's what I have for you all today. Thank you all for coming and spending some time with me. I know this is not a long episode, but um, I'm just grateful that you all joined me in it. Um, thank you for listening as I <laughs> bared my heart today. And I pray that this is some sort of comfort to someone. Again, just a reminder that healing is possible. 
Um, if you have experienced loss recently, I encourage you to reach out to a uh, local hospice home in your area. Most hospice homes have free grief counseling available for loved ones who have lost someone recently, especially if you were a primary caregiver. So something to look into if cost is a reason that you are thinking of not doing counseling. Grief counseling was an amazing source of healing for me. I've said that over and over again. It gave structure to something that made no sense in my brain. And it also gave me mm, markers, if you will, things to look out for to be able to understand the stages of grief where I was walking through. And most importantly, it made me realize that I was not the only person to ever experience this, that as alone as I felt in my grief in my day to day life, I was not alone. The creator was walking with me one and two, there were other people who had walked through this process and there were these amazing professionals who knew how to hold your hand and walk you through this journey so you didn't get stuck along the way. I encourage you, if you are experiencing grief, to reach out to someone, talk with someone and see how that assistance could be helpful to you. My sisters, I am going to log off now. You all have a great week and I hope to see you all here next week as we continue this conversation. Have a great one. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today on the MySistersKeeper.blog podcast. My hope is that you will hear a little of your story or your sister's story in the experiences we share here and know that you are not alone. Motherhood is fierce. Life is challenging, but I believe that the Creator will give us what we each need to equip us for the task at hand. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and rate on your favorite podcast app. Let our time together inspire us to show up and connect with someone today. Let's go out and live connected lives. <laughs>